Yeah, I'm about to say, what's going on there, brother? Listen, man, it's my first one. It's my first one. <laughs> nah, definitely, bro. Uh, listen, I definitely appreciate you doing this, man. For real. You good? You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. You hear me? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nah, I just wanted to say, man, I, I appreciate you doing this, man. Hot and happy Father's Day weekend to you. Um, you've been one of the prominent fathers that I always look to. Um, I see what you're doing, like with your son and stuff like that, man. And, uh, you know me, I'm all about fathers. You know, I love my dad. You know, he was very active part of my life, man. May, uh, may he rest in peace. And, um, so when I see fathers like yourself, man, I'm always proud, man. Uh, and when I can say that I've known you since, uh, 98, you know what I'm saying? Um, wow. You know what I'm saying? Literally from boys to men, uh, and now you're a fan. You've been a father for quite a few years now. So, um, just to see that growth, man, has, has been amazing. So, man, salute to you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, this whole thing started, man. I just wanted to give people an opportunity to um, kind of come on and talk, uh, whether it be vent, to educate, to strategize. Um, and it's Father's Day weekend, so I really wanted to honor um, some, of, some of the best fathers that I know, you know, and who really cares about fatherhood um, in that way. And you're one of those guys, so... Wanted to, you know, get the opportunity to talk to you um, and get your perspective on just what's going on in the world today. A lot's been going on since March. Uh, we've had, you know, COVID. Um, from COVID, then we went into, you know, George Floyd. And parenting through those things, um, you know, can't be easy. You know, first it's uh, you go through COVID and now, and, now you're, and now your kids are home, right? And that looks different from when um, they're in school. So, you know, talk to me a, li a little bit about that. Like, how did you um, kind of go through the whole COVID and parenting through COVID thing? The, the situation with that was COVID. It, it really changed a lot as far as, like, the living arrangements as well. Because, you mm -hmm. know, I had my son that lives with me necessarily, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, he was able to do homeschooling, which led him to either actually come to uh, the house and stay with me to do work because... Uh, he awesome. wanted to come to the house and, you know, work with me. And mm -hmm. we saw, like, differences of his behavior as far as, like, you know, trying to lock down, focus. Mm -hmm. uh, we had our little talks as far as, you mm -hmm. know, with everything going on, he wanted to go to school. He missed his friends. But, you know, just mm -hmm. from his home, he it's not the same. And there was just a comfortability right. that he had where, like, he depended on me as far as being there and... I felt I felt that like I was talking to my friends like uh, Breeze like I don't know why but it's like when I get home that's when he would focus more like there's this easier tension where it's like all right dad you're here sit next to me and let me do my work but like he's more at ease and these are the things when you don't live with your child necessarily like those are the moments you don't get to have as a regular you know right 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 right. It's like certain things is like it's a little bit more than just, oh, I'm not going to do my work because I'm home and bored. It's more of sometimes you just need that nurturing feeling like you need your parents sometimes. And it's right. just weird where if he was home doing work by himself, it would probably take a little while. But when I came, right. it was just I, I'm, he's locked in like that. Look at me work. Let me let me show you what I can wow, do. OK. Mm -hmm. you know, so like those little bonds, the man and um. It just sucks where, like, you know, he wants to run outside, and I got to tell him, no, you can't. You know, you got to make sure you wear your mask. You got to be more protective. You know, kids these days, they touch everything. 
And for him, yeah, it's just showing him like, yo, you, you got to change. There's a new norm and we have to really be aware of what we're doing, mm -hmm. where we're going, what we're saying, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. you know, aside from COVID, you know, everything going on with George Floyd and all of that stuff, it's a lot of touchy mm -hmm. things in this time right now. So, right. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I was going to tra transition to. Um, but before I, I do that, so, like, that's the one thing about kids and touching, like, ev everything in sight. I, I was wondering, like, have you heard of, like, like what the schools are going to be doing about coming back to school in, you know, late August or September? Like, what's the plan? Because kids can't, they don't know what the definition of social distancing is, like, with their friends. You might tell them, and in, like, 30 seconds, they just lose it, and they go, tug, you know, touch their friends. They, they hug them and stuff like that. So, like, has the school said anything about what their plans are? I mean, definitely didn't really get too much information as far as, like, a, a okay. guarantee this is what's going to happen, you know? So everything's mm -hmm. still in the air, you know? Possibly mm -hmm. could uh, extend home schooling and all that stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. But aside from that, I'm just waiting, you know, to, to get the plan, to see what they're going to do, what they're going to say, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how to move forward, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's in the air right now. It's in the air. Got you, got you. Okay, I see a couple people in here. Hey, oh, what's up, Sirius? What's up, Nick? Um, so, um, perfect. So let let's segue into um, you know, of course, the whole George Floyd thing. So you're managing COVID, and you and you're working. You know, you, you have your job. You're, you're parenting through COVID, um, having those discussions, and then boom, and George Floyd happens. Um, and that's something that happens in itself, right? So, what kind, like what type of conversations are you having with your son? I mean, raising um. A black boy right now um and he's getting older too right so yeah. you know what like what what type of conversations are you having with him surrounding these things well it's it's more so being more in depth with my conversations because before i was mm -hmm. touching the, the topic lightly because right you know, my son lives in a white dominated area you know like right he, he's in a school where he's like pretty much one of the only black boys in that school so right. it's a very touchy subject with a nine-year-old where you're like, you're talking to him, but you want to make sure, you know, look out for certain things as far as like, you know, certain racist comments possibly, but you don't want to get too, too detailed where he may repeat it and it comes out not sounding the right way, you know? Got you. You know, mm -hmm. it's very hard when you like, you know, a lot of kids from our, from our upbringing, we yep. were in this black community, it was mm -hmm. a little different. But when you're yeah. the only black boy around in your neighborhood, you know, mm -hmm. they look at you differently. I, I try to tell mm -hmm. them, like, you know, sometimes certain things could happen. And quite honestly, mm -hmm. you don't even need to know the story, but you will look like the bad the bad guy first before anyone else just mm -hmm. because of your skin. So, like, try to just mm -hmm. touch on topics where it's like, you know, what do you know? I want to I try to gauge and ask open-ended questions with them to see what does he know? What does he say? How does he, like, feel? Just, you know, give mm -hmm. me something so that I could see if I could piggyback on certain topics as far as, like, uh, say, for schooling-wise. Like, he was getting in trouble mm -hmm. with some kids or something. Like, what was the trouble about? Because what were they saying? How were, were they teasing you? Because, you know, kids as kids, they could yeah. play around, you know, it's whatever. But in his case... What are the kids saying? Because we need to know, make sure it's not a racial thing, you know? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. 
you got to really gauge these things because I know to him there is no color. You know, he knows he's black, but right. like everybody's one, and he's a mm -hmm. very uh, nice, very nice kid. Mm -hmm. Where it's to the point where it's like everybody's my friend, and mm -hmm. I even told him like, "Hey, my mother used to even tell me, not everybody's your friend." And I'm, you know, I mean, I'm one of the most friendliest mm -hmm. people you'll ever meet. I mm -hmm. choose the the better side of the story, you know, mm -hmm. the better side of your personality, regardless. So it's like me trying to teach him, like, yeah, you can look at the goods of people, but like the good side of people, but you got to also know the bad and you got to really make those choices where it's like, is this person really good for my energy? A good, good around you where they don't get you into trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but now with the race thing, it's like, are they making you the token black boy almost or something like, you know, making sure they're not making racial jokes yeah. you know, that can mm -hmm. make them, you know, feel very uncomfortable, you know, because mm -hmm. if he trouble or something happens, he's quick to keep quiet. Right. Instead of getting in trouble, getting whoever in trouble, he'll, he'll hold it down. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm trying to break him out of that where he got to just talk, you know, be open about it. Um, especially where he's at, you know, mm -hmm. like, it's very hard when you're the only black kid around and you know right. you don't know what everybody's saying not not all they're not all bad people but right mm -hmm. all of them are not perfect so you don't know right. who's saying what at home that's bringing it to him and mm -hmm. he's, he's he's just clueless but like with everything going on it's like I'm more so forced to get a little more deeper with the conversations as far as with race rules stuff now like really which is great you know, it's like, it's just no more patting around the back and being like, ah, oh, it's, it's No right. more beating around the bush. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like, it got to be more straightforward. And I'll be in the car with him just talking, just driving, just talking with him. Mm -hmm. Asking questions and, you know, like, start talking more into it. Like, you know what happened to George Floyd? You know what happened mm -hmm. to this? You know what happened to that? Right. And you know, mm -hmm. he'll say he knows something or he don't know something. But then we just, mm -hmm. we in the car just driving to where? Right. Really nowhere, just just vibe that open dialogue yeah. mm -hmm. and it's funny because i was talking to one of my boys like a couple weeks ago and you know he grew up in harlem and um his his baby bro you know is growing up in um suffolk county uh long island and we was having some of the same talks about how he's trying to possibly teach him a little bit differently than how he grew up because growing up in harlem is is very different than growing up you know in suffolk county um, you can't, it's not the same. You can't act the same. It's, it's totally two different lifestyles. Right. Yeah. Um, so the one thing I can't appreciate is you having those, those talks with him and you, and you actually, uh, pr promoting, um, him to be open and honest, um, uh, and to communicate because for me, I'm very much so about communication and dialogue, um, especially within our communities with our young black men, because so far, you know, being from the era that we're from, what I find is now, you know, at 30 something years old. I find that a lot of our men too, now they grew up kind of in the way of just not communicating, not expressing, not yeah. um, expressing emotion and things like that. And mm -hmm. the, what I'm trying to change is that whole narrative because yeah. com communication, expression, and vulnerability is power. And yeah. as, the sooner that we could teach our young boys this, now they'll grow up to be the next generation to be a, a lot more well-rounded, right? And to yeah. not view everything as feminine. Like expression is not feminine. Right, they were just given the blueprint very at, at an early age to know that it's okay to express your feelings because what you don't want is to bottle all that up, 
right? Now you're going to bottle yeah. all this up, and now you're going to have 25 years with the built-up emotions and, and anger and depression that you've never unpacked. So yeah. it becomes very dysfunctional uh, with, when you're an adult. And, and that could come out in relationships, right? And you're trying to build a relationship. You're of age now. You're trying to have relationships. Trying to, and the girls are communicating. They're expressing things. And you don't like it because you, like, you're not used to it. And they're expressing love and feelings. And you don't even know how to express love because, you, because you've never done it. And they expect you to know how to express because they do. But the difference is you were never given the permission to express love. And, and for some people, they don't even know what it is, right? Yeah. So... So I'm, I, I really appreciate you, um, you know, in, in, instilling those things um, in your son because those are the things that's going to help him in life um, and not just in relationships but at work, you know, in the boardroom, in, in high school, college, yeah. all the way until he grows up to being, you know, the great man that I know that, that, that he's going to become. Um, so kind of just, you know, I definitely wanted to salute you um, on that. And um, so when it comes to you know, all of these things, you have COVID, you have George Floyd, the civil un unrest, um, you as an adult, you as a black man, um, have emotions, you, you have, you know, all types of feelings. Um, and with raising a child, like, how are you personally um, dealing with your own mental health? Like, how are you saying, you know what, I'm feeling a certain type of way about all of these things? Like, do you give yourself that opportunity? And, and, and how is that affecting your mental health? And, and how are you treating your mental health? It's, emo it's an emotional roller coaster as far as I keep pushing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I've been going to work trying to keep it, like, I'm still following the same routines in a sense. But uh, right. it's like, you know, it makes me more alarmed. It's like, just, again, raising my son. I have him now, and I'm going harder as far as having the talks. That's really my my mental state at this point like mm -hmm. you know just trying to tell them now you got to mature a little faster than expected you know i can't really put mm -hmm. you in a bubble as much because mm -hmm. especially these days you know you gotta be ready and mm -hmm. if i feel like you know what i'm not doing my part as far as warning him talking to him about things god forbid something does happen and he he's unaware it's my fault i'm gonna take mm -hmm. the ass you know Mm -hmm. And I just keep, like for myself, I think it's a crazy world we're living in, trying to get used to the new norm. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to have that ideal of I got to still keep living my life, too. Like, I can't live in fear mm -hmm. necessarily, but, right. you know, all, all awareness got to be up 100, not right. even 100, 1,000 at this point. Because <laughs> you never know. any Anybody could get pulled over and, you know. Things can happen. You know? And it's crazy that people don't think that that, like, it still boggles my mind that, that people don't believe that this is a real thing. They, they think that it's made up. Like, systemic racism is completely just, it just doesn't exist. Um, but you are not no different. Um, are there any times that, um, that you've experienced racism personally? Uh, I feel even, even when we was in school. Not to say, <laughs> not to say mm -hmm. it was probably meant to be, but there's a lot of comments that was said, like, a, a old coach wouldn't accept my full last name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And definitely would change my name, and he was a cool old man. Yeah. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> you know? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But, 
And uh -huh. he definitely was changing my name. And back then, I didn't really think too much of it, like, mm -hmm. whatever the case whatever. may be. But when I was looking back at it and the way he would say my name and just the way he would talk, it was like, mm, it, it would it rubbed me the wrong way after you, the fact. You notice it now. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking back at it because I just thought he was just an old white man that, you know, mm -hmm. as his coach. You can't yeah. pronounce your name properly, but he would, he would, it's probably he a choice. Not, because Peter Simon sounded more mm -hmm. American, and I probably could say mm -hmm. like, that's something that always had me pushing the Peter Simon thing. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I was saying Peter Simon, but like, but I, when he, you know, my my real name is Jack Simon. Yeah. Jacques yeah. Simon. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like Jacques, like in front of the whole mm -hmm. class, Jacques, like down, mm -hmm. and it was just like, yeah, that's my whole last name, like. Mm -hmm. And he would just really go into it. I mean, I had plenty of scenarios, even with like uh, cops and stuff. But it, it just this was something I could say. I just remember now, you know, like you, like the way they refer to you sometimes, just using mm -hmm. hey, you, you know, like mm, I'm mm -hmm. really going with that. But like, like I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've went through some scenarios i'll say yeah it's funny because it's funny how we remember things about school because even as young as i was in the eighth grade i remember having a guidance counselor tell me um you know that even that like the high school that we went to he told me that i was i wasn't good enough to, to go there he told me he told me i'm gonna send, send you to brooklyn um at a school in brooklyn because that's probably where you'll fit in the best and yeah. my mom was like what like and, um, you know, we had a talk, and I remember that, that talk with my mom, um, you know, that, that, like, right after that conversation with the guidance counselor, and she was just like, listen, you, are you going to get into whatever school that you decide, like, you, like, you are able, you know, like, 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 don't worry about what that guidance counselor said, um, and we're going to make sure that you get into whatever high school that you want, because you're qualified, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, right, and lo and behold, then, got into the high school that I wanted, you know, same one that, that, that you went into. Right. But yeah. it's just funny how we remember those things as kids. And then we take that with us too. Um, and sometimes it can shape our out outlook on what we feel and what we think about ourselves. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So transitioning into just parenthood. Um, what are some of the, like your biggest, I would say, you know, struggles and triumphs um, in parenthood right now? Or, or that you've struggles. experienced down, down, down through the years of parenthood. It's just uh, one of the biggest struggles is the fact with the distance. You know, just being used to a good half of my son's life. I was he was like living with me in a sense. He was right here. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was with him all the time. To like now, I could get him on the weekends. To you know, I got away from mm -hmm. summer vacations. So you're not mm -hmm. being there is one of the biggest things that you know for me affects because. For me, I didn't have my father, like, living right. with me to my later years, my teen years. He wasn't living with me, and I would see him, like, once once or twice a month, sometimes months, without seeing him, whatever. So, mm -hmm. like, something like certain things like that made me become, like, yo, when it comes to low, I'm going to be there, mm. you know? Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm, a, a, I'm involved as much as possible, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I just want to be there. Like, sometimes I'll put my stuff to the back burner for his stuff, you know, in a sense, just because mm -hmm. I'm just going to be more so focused on his life. Like, I want to make sure right. with the little chances I have to make the most of it, 
So right. just the distance is one of the biggest factors, but, uh, you know, like just seeing what, what he likes, you know, just letting him be here. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I think it was a funny thing for me was I thought, oh, I love basketball when I was growing up. He's going to love yeah. basketball. You know what I'm saying? He got to <laughs> yeah. love basketball. Yeah. And I just realized he was playing basketball just so that he could make me <laughs> smile. Make, make you happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't his thing. And that was something I had to learn. Like, okay, that's mm -hmm. not his way. Like, I got to let him be the, the kid he want to be. And, you know, figuring out, right. like, making sure he's doing the right things. You know, that's pretty much my biggest things. Like, he, he called me his best friend because I let him be great. I, I'll be there to support him. I get him everything he needs when needed. Mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. do a lot and beyond for him. So mm -hmm. sometimes he tells me that you're doing too much. And I'd be like, I'm, I'm obsessed with you. Like, I love you. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like I always make sure he knows he's loved and mm -hmm. he'd be like, all right, dad, I love you too. But yeah. All right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like I'd be like, right. Patting him on the back, uh, find him into science stuff. You know, I'm like, all right. Like you like making projects and stuff. That's let's go on with that. You know, like, like what we can, what mm -hmm. can we do with it? So things like that. Right, right, right. Um, so, and speaking of, um, I know like you are absolutely, um, involved heavily uh, with your son and you are very present with your son. Right. So how important do you, do you think that is like of you actually being physically present, you know, for, it could be for, for, for whatever it could be academics and sports or whatever it is that he's involved in. Um, how important do you really think that is, man? Because I think it's super important it's and I'll tell you why in a second, but I want to hear from, from you. I think it's huge, you know, when you're involved mm -hmm. with your with your your child, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just because I see the expressions that he gives me and he even talks to me on the low on the side, like as soon as he could come, he, he's calling me, making sure I'm coming. Like the urgency of me being there. Um, there's, I think there's a bond between a father and a son that especially mm -hmm. have where it's like, yo, like he he wants to be here, you know, he, I. There's a difference of how we are separated because it's like, I can't be there. And, you know, the energy may not be the same for him. So I know my presence in his life mm -hmm. is huge because mm -hmm. I could travel to uh, Pennsylvania and go see him. And, you know, mm -hmm. it'll be like the biggest thing in the world for him. Like, you know, like, right. and that kind of energy just motivates me to keep going because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm there for him, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. It's I feel internally it it makes him evolve even more, and I want to show him how to be the a good man that I know he's gonna mm -hmm. be. You know what I'm saying? But oh yeah, oh yeah, angry, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because you know, I think I knew my dad was always there, right? And yeah. um, you know, you were there every, yeah. like every practice, like basketball yeah. practice. Like, that he was there every tournament, yeah. um, every, every school function, right? Like, yeah. and I, I kind of grew up like, okay, that's 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 just the norm and that's just the way it is. But growing, but then as I got older, when I got a true appreciation for it, and I'm not gonna say name, I'm not gonna say what, but remember that situation with a coach that came out, um, that you know, mm. and Tone knows that yeah. situation came out, it hit the news. I'm not gonna say what, but he but he pretty much put kids in danger, yeah. right? And he was our coach too when we when we were younger, right? Mm -hmm. And I sat back and I said to myself, "Whoa, like 
what if that was that could have been one of us yeah right and but that couldn't be one of us because like my father was always present whether he was taking you know me and you um to, to tournaments or me you and Tony where, like, he was always present right and it's so very important and I said to myself man if my father wasn't around could I could I have been the victim of the stuff that he was doing of, of what that coach was doing because we don't know who who else yeah. was affected we just know who got caught right yeah. but this could have been years this could have been years of of him preying on young boys right but mm -hmm. you know but when you have fathers that are present and that are step up you know what I'm saying and that say hey oh no I'm not just going to drop off and just let you take my son anywhere it's going to be like no I want to stay with him yeah. cuz anybody can you know can yeah. be somebody that that they're not right and that's yeah. something that I think it took me and well I think I was what I don't even know 20 something years old at you know like when this story came out it, I think I, I was in my late 20s, bro. And I was like, and it, and it brought me back to my father. Um, and, and he was still alive at, at that point, man. And I said, I went to him and I was like, man, hey, yo, thank you. Your father. I said, because. Good. Your father was there for Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, 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 what, he made, and the thing about it was, he made sure that he was there for other children's yeah. kids, too. So, 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 so that they could. At times. Because. Yeah. There was definitely times, man, your father was so influential and he would be so chill, but he was always there, like, you know, Very giving chill. tips and, you know, like, a lot of people don't do that. You know, your father didn't mm -hmm. have to do all of that. You know, he could have just mm -hmm. made sure you're good and that was it. But, mm -hmm. like, he was so into what you were doing and he was, he was making sure, like, he was around a strong stable. He never let mm -hmm. you stay around anything negative, you know? And I felt like right, right. something as a father looking back. I looked at you like, damn, like, yo, T's dad is, yo, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have a father mm -hmm. really dead and not shading any fathers that can't have yeah, the of opportunity, course. but it's just, of course. he took full advantage of being there from even taking us to parties, I remember one time. Like, yo, he yo, would like, take us to parties like, and he would, yo, he would get up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning and pick us up. I'd be yeah. like, man, like, but that was normal for, for, for me. But, you I know, mean, looking that was, back, that wasn't normal for me. So like, yeah, but I, but at 17, 16, I was like, that's normal, right? But that was my normal, yeah, right? And, and, normal. And, right, and I think that's what's teaching me, like, that honestly, even when you have children, it's not just, you know, it's okay to just be involved with your kids, but it's also to make sure that even other people's kids that don't have that, that, that you open your arms to, to them as well and be a shelter of protection for them as well, especially as, as black men. And that's something that, um, that you know, and that's why I'm doing stuff like this, and that's and and that's why I'm doing a lot of the other things that I'm doing with young black men because it's so important to not just reach out to like you know for like like for your own, but also for other people's kids as well because they're gonna look up to you as well and be role models. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's you know so that's some of the, the lessons that I've learned too, um, through, you know through through his legacy, and I'm, I'm glad that that you're doing the same, man. Oh, man, each one teach one, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, at this time, <laughs> we all are being raised very differently, you know, mm -hmm. different views, different standards and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, what's right is right. And you got to make sure people know what's the right thing to do or what's the things to look for. You know, if you see kids that's not doing something right, you know, like mm -hmm. how to engage and, you know, get their attention and just, you know, look out for them because sometimes certain things you're not accustomed to 
Mm-hmm. Because they don't know no better. You know? Exactly. They don't know any better. Like, my upbringing and your upbringing was different, you know, in the sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember going to your house. We had You had the family dinner. I went to your house. I was like, well, y'all got family dinner? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you got to eat at the table too. You at could not, couldn't, you couldn't get, like, the could not go nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? For me, yeah. it was grab and go. Like, and mm-hmm. that, was that was teaching me things. Like, you know, like I, I got to incorporate styles like that. Like, you know, certain mm-hmm. things I would like. You got to take the good and you know, run with it, man. Run with it. For sure. Um, I was talk dirty. I got to tap tone in real quick. Um, but yo, any, any words of of encouragement for any of fathers, young fathers, um, for any men out there, man? Anything, any kind of advice that that you want to give? Listen, um, just be aware of, of your surroundings. If you have a little one, make sure you love them, take care of them. If you don't have the opportunity to do so as much as you would like, do as much as when you get that chance. You know, but, um, mm-hmm. that's it, man. Each one, teach one. Yo, my brother, you know it's always an honor and a pleasure. Um, we've been rocking since 98. We're going to forever rock. Um, I, I, I salute you as a father. I celebrate you as a father. I honor you as a father, as a brother, as a black man, man. I salute everything that you're doing with your family, bro. Um, keep doing what you're doing and keep being an inspiration to people like myself um, and others out there, man. Thank you. And I'm going to get back right. to my uh, get to my other NWO brother, man. Salute, bro. Thanks. Salute. All right, brother. Peace. All right, later. Dope. Great, great conversation. So, Tone, if you're here, just, just uh, tap in. And let's get this going, brother. I'll see if I can tap tap you in. All right, Tone, I, I, I just tapped you in, brother. So, yeah, um, super, uh, super dope conversation with my brother Pete. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so happy he's a uh, you know, doing what he's doing. <sighs> Dope. Tone, what's going on? Where you at, brother? <sighs> All right, so in the meantime, man, um, so I preach out. appreciate you guys for tuning in. Ed, appreciate you. DJ Teddy Grand. Brian, what's up? Eb, thank you. Oh, my brother, man, I appreciate you. Kimmy, what's going on? Oh, uh, all right. So Tone, Tone, Tone said to give him um, a few minutes. All right, cool. All right, cool. Yeah, man. So, so man. So, yeah. So, these conversations, um, I'm I'm really uh enjoy having, man, because you know it's Father's Day, and like I said, um, just just sharing stories of um, you know, prominent fathers in our communities, um, because I've always thought fatherhood was important. Excuse me, was important. Um, you know, because me me being raised by a strong black father, um, and seeing the impact that that had on my life. You know, I I always salute, um, you know, the good fathers out there who's doing the work, uh, who's putting in the time and effort. So, and you know, um, some of the stuff that I've learned from my father, he was a um, very he he was a man of few words, <laughs> um, but his actions, 
um, were huge. You know, it's like I said, um, there's not a, there's not a uh, practice he wasn't at. There wasn't a game that he didn't come to, um, whether it was home or away. Um, he was there, you know, he, um, he would actually wake up, you know, take us to parties, take me and my, and my neighborhood friends to parties, like, you know, Pete, um, and some of my other neighborhood friends drop us off at like 10 o'clock. Then he would come back and, and, and pick us up at three in the morning. And for me, you know, like, like j just looking back on that now, um, man, you know, um, that was a lot of dedication on his part, but the biggest thing was that he wanted to make sure I was safe. Um, when, whenever I, I would go to a new friend's house, he would um, just come in, talk to the parents, make sure that I was going to be all right, check them out, and uh, and and really just be that integral part of, of of my protector, right? And a lot of times we we view men as just saying, "Hey, you know what? Just be the financial provider, man." But you know, the thing about him was that he also pro he provided that, but then he also pro provided so much more. Um, you know, he pro provided you know physical protection, but also I just never had to worry. Cause I knew that he was always there. Um, and that's something that I've learned even just, you know, me, me not being a father yet, but just also being, being there for young, uh, for young people in general. That's, and that's why I've worked in nonprofit, you know, that, and that's why I've tried to be a mentor to a lot of the youth now, because some of them don't have that. Um, and I remember even, you know, as Pete just said, a lot of, um, you know, uh, the basketball players and the programs that we were in for years, a lot of, um, you know, the kids looked up to my father too, and they, and they would get rides from him, and he would make sure that that they were good, that they were protected, that they went to and from, and that's something that I believe is, is, is so important, man. Uh, especially in our community, and I see George was on here, and his father was one of the fathers too. Um, so we need more. We need more of that, and we also need to just celebrate fathers a lot more too. I know Mother's Day is huge. Um, I love my mother to death. Um, you know, but we really got to be awesome at um, celebrating our fathers too, because they, they do play a pivotal role. Um, and, it, and just because even if you're not a father, if you're a godfather, um, you know, if you're a mentor, you know, that's like a father figure for, for many, you know, so, you know, pat yourself on the back and, and happy father's day to you as well. Um, so to me, it's all about just, just being the change um, that we want to see, you know, um, and stepping up uh in the right way, you know, in a positive day, positive way. Father's Day should have the same energy. As yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely um agree with you. Um, Father's Day um should have, um, you know, um the same energy as Mother's Day. Um, you know, but sometimes you know, as we know, it 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 doesn't. You know, what I'm saying. Um, and a lot of it is is buying power too. Like you'll see, like you know. Uh, you go to CVS and you go into the card section and it's like a little small section for Father's Day, but then Mother's Day is like a huge section, right? Um, and also it's just even just with uh, like the restaurants and stuff like that. You'll like you'll see tons of restaurants packed for for, for for Mother's Day, right? But then um, you know for Father's Day, you know not so much, right? Um, and even just in the type of gifts that that we can buy our fathers and stuff like that, it, it's it's. It's very different. So for me, I, I just wanted to, to just salute to all the fathers out there, Sam, man. Happy Father's Day. 
Uh, Sam, Sam uh, is one of the great fathers out there too, man. Uh, who's doing a, a lot of work with with his his kids, and he's steadily involved in in his kids' lives. So, you know, for that, you know, what I'm saying, I just want to salute you, salute you too, Sam. I know that we that that we're supposed to get get in on this uh, live here. Um, real quick, actually, while we wait for Tony, I'm gonna see if I could tap you in. Um, see if you want to say something, Sam. Um, but just let me know. Um, but yeah, man. Um. As as we wait for Tone to, to come on, you know, um, I just want to salute everybody out there that's really doing an incredible job. Yo, Jarrell, what's good, man? Long time, brother. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's very important that we educate people, too, that we ed educate our youth, man, and educate them to, you know, to be expressive, you know, to communicate, be vulnerable, and to understand that vulnerability isn't feminine. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what that is. You know, I don't know where we've got that from, you know, that, that talking is feminine and um, expressing is, is feminine, man. I have no clue, um, but I, I'm really here to kind of debunk all those things um, because we need to heal our homes and heal our boys. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of, of the day, uh, we want to raise well-rounded men and raise a generation of well-rounded individuals, men who know how to speak, men who know how to express, men who know how to see what love is and, and have the ability to ex express it. Right. Um, you know, it's, you can't just wait um, until he's 25 or 30 years old to, 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 to then criticize him for the things that he was never taught or that he was never showed or that he was never given the permission to, to really do when he was younger. Right. Um, so to me, um, it's really just just about um, fulfilling that part of it, man. Um, and that's what I'm really here to do. Um, definitely a mental health advocate and just really um, explaining to our young boys um, how important and how vital our mental health is. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's super important. You know, a lot of times we tell our kids to get into in, into the gym, you know. Um, wait, hold on. Okay. I see my boy Sam's is in here. Let, uh, uh, I'm going to see if I can tap him in while we wait for Tone. You having the same problems, brother. <laughs> same problems, bro. Uh, that's crazy. All right, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Carriage. What's, uh, what's going on, brother? Long time. Um, so, yeah, man. So, that's 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 just kind of really um you know where I'm at right now um with everything like just with the state of our young boys um you know I just want to see them grow up to be um dope 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 young men um and dope men you know what I'm saying because it's, it's like I was saying with our mental health we teach our boys about our physical health and and learn how to fight and which is awesome and it's great you know what I'm saying but we don't teach them like yo your mental health is super important like how do you express your anger. Yeah, how do you express your pain, your depression, and things like that? Uh, what's your outlet? You know what I'm saying? Um, do you have a healthy way of expressing it? You know what I'm saying? So um, I I think uh, we have a lot of work to 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 do um, uh, when it comes to raising our kids, man. Because I feel like we are living in a um, an Amazon world, but we're raising our boys kind of like in a in a Toys R Us mindset. You know what I'm saying? And where's Toys R Us now? Um, they're out of business, you know what I'm saying? So it's just as our women are elevating, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're making, you know, a lot of money. Um, they're growing uh, mentally. 
financially, right? And they're in the gyms, but they're also about self-love, uh, you know, self-love and, and self-care and mental health. And they were taught at a very young age, hey, it, it's okay to to diary, to journal, to ex express your feelings, right? Um, okay, I think we have our brother Tone here. Let me see if I can just tap him in here. See what's going on. Tone, my brother. Yo, yo. What's going on with you, sir? What's good, good. Uh, I see you got a nice haircut better than me. Okay. All right. Don't start. All right. Oh yeah, brother. So um we just we just had, had Pete on. Um and um so we we were just talking about just fa just fatherhood, um and what that and what that looks like through uh COVID nineteen and you know, transitioning into all the George Floyd um and all of the civil unrest that's going on here. Um, and first off, I just want to say happy birthday to you. Um, I created this platform to give people an opportunity to educate, uh, to vent, uh, to strategize. And um, it's Father's Day weekend, so I really wanted to highlight some of the best fathers that I know. Um, and, and you're one of them. Uh, you're one of the proudest, the proudest fathers um, that I know. Um, you know, you always post about your son um, and how proud of him you are being especially in academics and, and, and sports and, and and things like that and we're going to get to that in a second but i just i just wanted to say happy father's day to you um and thank you for doing this because i think it's going to help a lot of people um thank you, thank so you. with that being said so with so so with that being said so how was the whole thing with um or what what were the conversations like parenting through covid um through covid yeah, yeah, because that, that was the first big wave that hit, <laughs> so yeah, it's different. I mean, dealing with, you know, Amari's 10 now, so it's mm -hmm. the whole aspect of normality. It's, it's right. different now. You know, working mm -hmm. from home, he's not around his friends. He's not in a classroom. Um, mm -hmm. So being around, you know, your daily norm when you're a kid, you wake up, you get ready for school, um, get on a bus or you get dropped off how he was he was taking mm -hmm. a man to school you know he have his morning he's sitting at the lunch table with his friends then school starts mm -hmm. structure right you know, uh, it's a daily structure that he's normal to so that's mm -hmm. on a regular basis when this whole COVID thing happened and and i and i would definitely i know this is a father's day platform but i want to give a yeah. shout out to his mother as well because absolutely he's the educator so mm -hmm. i know yes so that was a great thing in the aspect of she knows what to do in that realm because she's doing it on her end as a teacher. So mm -hmm. She knows how to gradually help him come along doing it from home. Right. So again, as a father, you know, I'm speaking to him every day. You know, I woke mm -hmm. up in the morning. We speak in the morning throughout the day. And for me, it was never changing my conversation with him. Right. You know, I call him every morning. Good morning, Papa. I mean, how you doing? Everything good? I want you, and I leave with him every day. I want you to be a leader, not a follower. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. sir, my conversation with him is always mm -hmm. going to be the same, no matter what, because I want him to know right. that we're there for him, but I want him to stay focused no matter what. Just mm -hmm. because the world around you is changing doesn't mean you need to change what you're, you're, you're planning and what you need to do through life. Right. You have mm -hmm. hope. That's not going to change. The only difference mm -hmm. is you're not in a classroom. That doesn't mean your focus needs to change. Mm -hmm. Stay focused. Stay on path and do what you have to do. 
your homes, mm-hmm. doesn't matter, you're in the classroom, doesn't matter. You're teaching, you're, you're, you're learning. Mm-hmm. You've got the same thing. Your teacher chimes in at 9.30, you'll be not. you got to mm-hmm. chime in, you got to be there ready by 9.15. Get your breakfast out the way and get ready. It's prepare, right. prepare. Preparation is key. Mm-hmm. I don't want you losing focus just because you're not. No, I don't want to hear none of that. So it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's just the new norm and mm-hmm. just having those conversations to keep him focused. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want nothing strained away just because you're at home. You're at home doesn't mean anything. Right. So I dig that. So, I mean, it's, I, I dig it's, that. It's, 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 it was a mm-hmm. joke, you know, because at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. you know, kids want to be kids, you know. Right. So they think mm-hmm. because they're home is vacation. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no sir. <laughs> so when it comes to school right i mean i know down there in georgia is different than it is up here in new york have you heard of um because yeah, it's hard to social distance with kids because they, they touch everything they're in each other's faces all the time like have you heard of anything of what the schools are saying about what the plans are going to be maybe restarting or what does that look like or or everybody's still waiting well right now it's still a waiting game um okay you know, New York is going, which I do, just uh, starting to open up and stuff like that. But the mm-hmm. part of school is they don't know exactly what's going to happen come September. Right. Quote, unquote, it's supposed to be, we're supposed to get another wave of COVID right, right. on that time once once the weather yeah. changes. Unfortunately. So right now, it's still playing it by ear. Gotcha. Um, so we don't really know exactly what's going to happen. True. Okay, cool. So transitioning, um, of course, you raising a son, he's 10. Um and of everything now after COVID and we're going through COVID and parenting through COVID. Now we're parenting through all the civil unrest, the racial tensions and stuff like that. So what type of conversations, you know, in a couple of years, you know, he's going to be a, a teenager. Right. And so what type of conversations um, are you having with him, you know, surrounding all of the stuff with, with, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey, you know, being in Georgia um, and also with uh, George Floyd, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on and the protesting and things like that. Um, what type of conversations are you having with him surrounded these uh, these things? Well, first and foremost, one is a tough it's a tough subject. You know, um, mm-hmm. raising a young brown boy in today's day and age is is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to have that conversation. Yeah, because it's a must. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dealing with that, you also want to try to preserve their innocence at the same time mm-hmm. because kids don't see color. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we, in our day and age, even though we're not 50 or 60 years old, there's a big no. difference. You understand what I'm saying? There is. There's mm-hmm. a big difference. So, and now the thing that us as parents have to focus on is they're exposed to so much now at an early mm-hmm. age because of social media. Like my, right. son oh, yeah. have, my son doesn't have an Instagram or anything like that, but mm-hmm. he's on YouTube daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day. They're, yep. they're, they're doing TikTok, but they're exposed to so much. YouTube, right. internet, they're playing video games. Um, they're going live on video games. People are chiming in. Mm-hmm. We can never I, do that. Never could do that. You know, <laughs> we didn't do that. So he's seeing things and hearing things, but it's not necessarily coming from us. 
Like right. when we seen things, oh, it had to be on the news or something like that, and we're sitting with yeah. our parents. We didn't watching the news when we were young. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to watch the news, so we right. were hearing it from our parents. So now mm-hmm. that he's hearing this and and he's knowing through all of these different platforms, and I'm sitting down and I had to have to sit down with him and, and talk to him. Like first off, I wanted to ask him what he knew. So mm-hmm. I'm asking him this, you know, do you know what's going on? Or what did you hear? Just to understand where his knowledge is about the mm-hmm. subjects that's going on. So right. bring it up. I had a conversation about him. I, I asked him the other day. I said, how do you feel about police? Mm-hmm. And he he said, um, not all police are bad. I said, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Do you know what to do? Mm-hmm. And you see a police officer, or something happens, or mm-hmm. uh, they're they're called, and you're with your friends, or something like that. What happens? Well, I know. Well, I really don't know. I just know mm-hmm. not to move, or should I get on the ground? And that was mm-hmm. tough for me. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was tough yeah. listening because he's scared. Mm-hmm. That, that that that's heartfelt. Like to raise a, a son in 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 this day and age again, and you hear him say, "Yo, I'm he's scared. Like he doesn't know what to do." And we right. shouldn't have to live like that. But it's nope. our normality right now. A hundred percent. So having that conversation with him, like, listen, you're ever in a situation, just listen. Don't if you were driving or if you're in a car, put your hands where you, you know. Don't move. Don't that. That's mm-hmm. not what you need to do. Don't argue with police. Don't be combative. You don't have to do any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, it will grow gradually that conversation. But just to hear him, like he's scared, he's nervous because of what he's hearing and what he's seeing. It's All a right. tough situation. But it's just as he gets older and he's seeing, he's being exposed to more than I was at that age. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to show him. Well, he know at least he knows that all police are not bad but how to handle that situation right. dealing with police. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough. For sure. Um, and, and one of the things that I, I've always saluted you for is um, you being very present um, in your son's life. And I always look and, you, and I see you guys playing baseball, uh, different sports, basketball, and then I see you on the Zooms with him getting awards and stuff like that. Um, so you're very present. So my question to you, to you is, is how important um, is, is as a black father, you know, especially uh, being present really in your son's life? Uh, like, like how important do you think that is? Oh, my God. It's, it's super important. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me. But it's like we, growing up, we mm-hmm. had, friends that had both parents, you, you had both parents. I have friends that only lived with one parent right. or only knew one parent. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in, you know, I grew up in Southside. So yeah, Southside. I was around all of that. And mm-hmm. a lot of my friends in that area only had one parent. Right. Um, I had my father, my mother died mm-hmm. when I was a baby. Yeah. Um, but I had my grandparents. I have, you know, so I had a nice structure. Mm-hmm. I had knowledge of a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I seen what not having a father could do. For sure. And I never wanted to be that. Right. I, oh, I, I said it from a child. I'm going to be the greatest father ever. You know? Mm-hmm. So I feel it's so important because when you have, your mother can teach you certain things. Your father sure. can teach you certain things. Mm-hmm. As a man raising a son, mm-hmm. he needs to see that. He needs right. to, that hero, that, 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 okay, that's what a dad is. That's what a father is. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's yeah. going to be there to console me, tap me on my head, like, let's go. Tap me on a mm-hmm. butt when I'm not doing it. Like, he right. needs that structure. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and it's important for a son or daughter, any any child to have their father mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you see, like, it doesn't always happen, but even with, with, with females, maybe not having their father around, they yearn for that when they get older. And they right. look for that in a partner. Right, you know which I'm is saying? unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Which is very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. With a son, with a son that doesn't have a father, you know, he he can sometimes straight off, and I'm not taking anything away from mothers. I'm just saying sometimes these things can happen, and that's why I. No, of course, exactly. But I just I just want to put that out there. Um, hey, listen, this is Father's Day edition. We're talking fathers right now. You know, you so, know what I'm saying? Like, you know. It. So yeah. So yeah, they need that structure. You know, mm-hmm. they need they need that person to look to. Like, you know, usually, you know, that your father is your first hero. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked at my father mm-hmm. like he was a superhero. Facts. Mm-hmm. You know, you looked at your pops like he was a, we looked at your pops like he was a superhero. <laughs> you know Word, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's great. It's, 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 it's fulfilling as a child to, to, to have your father around. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's very important to me. Like, uh, super dope, bro. Um, so the one thing is it's reminiscent from, for me, because when I see you out there, like what you're, son playing baseball. It reminded me of me, like, when I was out there with, with my pops playing playing baseball in Little League and, and stuff like that. It brought back a lot of those uh, memories and stuff like that. So I was just really just wanted to take the time to really salute you um, on being the father that you are. Because if there's one thing for sure I know about you, is that fatherhood always comes first. Um, um, and that's something that uh, we, we really have to get around to saluting more of our brothers and encouraging more of our brothers to be just that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just like how you looked at my father, um, you know, as a father figure, there are people that's growing up that is around your son that's looking at you the same way because they don't have that. And I was just, just, just telling Peter the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you don't have kids or even if, if you have kids, it's so important that you reach out to other people's uh, children too, because they may not have that father figure. You know what I'm saying? And they'll look to you to be the same. And it's like I said, that rem- the uh, that story that came out that a coach that me and you both know, I'm not going to say no name, I'm not going to say what it is, but how he got caught out there doing some stuff with some of the boys that we were on teams with, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, and that made me think about how important my pops was at that time. You know what I'm saying? Because that could have been us, right? Um, that could have been me. Right. Cause, but but he was always there. Right. He was always there at practices. He was always there at games. So there was no way that could happen to me or you or because your father was there, too, a lot, you know, or people or whoever that that held close to, you know, with me and my circle. So it's kind of like 
you know, it's very important, you know what I'm saying, that that we stay involved in our kids' lives, you know what I'm saying? And I don't have kids yet, but that but that's why I do what I do with the youth. You know what I'm saying? That's why I reach out a lot to them. Because even if you're not a biological father or you're not an actual father entitled, a lot of people look up to you as such. And you being so involved, um, you know, with your son, there are a lot of kids that look up to you the same way. So I just want to salute you for that 100%, man. I appreciate you know what I'm saying? It. For sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. So listen, man, um, we don't have that much time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got maybe a, a minute or two left. So do you have any kind of words of, of wisdom for any up-and-coming fathers uh, or fathers in, in, in general um, that you want to share? Um, you know, it's all about leading by example, you know. Um, you bring mm -hmm. a, 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 a person into this world. You want mm -hmm. to be, like I tell my son every day, you want to be a leader, not a follower. You want to mm -hmm. lead by example. You want to sure. have talks with him. In this day and age, mm -hmm. talk and conversation means a lot. Listen, mm -hmm. kids take in a lot. Mm -hmm. They take in a lot. And they, even though they may not be listening, they hear everything that you're saying. So, sure. again, lead by example. Be the pillar that your son or your daughter lives for and wants for. Mm -hmm. You want to be for that sure. hero for them. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's why I'm saying, you know, live in your means, man. Just just be, be true to yourself. For sure. Listen, man, listen. I just want to salute you today. I celebrate you. I salute you. Uh, we honor you as a father, as a brother, as a, somebody who I've known since 98. Um, listen, you come a long way from, from boys to teenagers to men, and, you, and you're a father, and you're one of the greatest fathers that I do know. Um, so I just want to salute you to, to of this day um, and say thank you for what you're doing for not only your son, but um, for being an example for us out there, especially for people like, like myself and others out there, man. Thank you, man. I salute you, and happy thank Father's you. Day, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you, man. Peace. Later. Yo, so that's it. Uh, wrapping up Conversations of the Heart, Father's Day Edition, Part 2. Thank you for tuning in. Salute to all the fathers out there. We need you. We, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, and, yeah, man, just, just, just keep being a voice for a lot of our youth because they absolutely need it. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Peter. Shout out to Tone for doing this. Um, and next week, we're going to have um, some, some good guests on um, beginning on Monday at 530. And I'll, and I'll be sharing more of that. Um, you know, have a great Father's Day. Appreciate you. Rest in peace, Pops. We, we love you. Thank you, man. Peace.